77 WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So now we know why one of the arrested migrants gave photographers the one finger salute. We know why a photographer asked a simple question of the individual. And the question was this. Do you like America? And he put up both fingers, the middle finger. In a few minutes, we will be talking live with former NYPD officer Sal Greco, who is suing the department allegedly fired over his friendship with former Trump advisor Roger Stone. Interested in his take on what happened to those police officers, there is a lot to talk to Mr. Greco about this morning. One thing I'm really pleased that the NYPD turned up the pressure last night on migrants looking for the migrant suspects. I say turn over every rock until you find these guys. Police believe four of them, four, have fled on a bus to California. I'm not going to ask where the money came from. How would they have the resources to do something like that? No, we'll, we'll we'll just throw that out into the ozone layer, right? But think about this. When when the mob, when the mob is accused of somehow being involved with the death of a law enforcement official, the heat is turned up so much on the mob where the mob will often give up the individual in order to get back to business. The same should apply here. The pressure, the pressure and more. Last night, the NYPD was out in full force confiscating mopeds, electric vehicles, whatever you want to call them. We know that they're probably not registered. We know that they're probably uh, illegal. So they're cracking down. In a minute, you will hear how that roll call went out before they hit the street looking for the migrant suspects. So good news, the NYPD is finally being allowed to crack down on migrants. The bad news, say it ain't so, Mr. Mayor. Say it ain't so, Mayor Adams, at a town hall two days ago. Mayor Adams said, and I am quoting, have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? That's why people are hating on me. And then compared himself to Jesus Christ. Mr. Mayor, we're friends. And I say this as someone that's known you for 30 years. 
Mr. Mayor, people are hating on you because you welcomed the migrants here when you didn't have to. You were playing politics and you welcomed them here. I know your revisionist story these days is that you didn't welcome them here. You didn't have a choice. Mm-mm. You did, Mr. Mayor. So people are hating on you because of that. People are hating on you, Mr. Mayor, because your administration maybe didn't come from you. The kids at Madison High School were told they had to learn remotely that day while migrants were sent to the school and the kids that attend school there in Brooklyn were not able to go. That's why, Mayor Adams, people are hating on you. Uh, it, it frankly... It it has um, it has nothing to do with your race, Mr. Mayor. I think in this day and age that people embrace and welcome people of color in politics and in mayor's jobs. And I believe America wants you to do well, but America don't want to hear you're you're the nightlife mayor and your nightlife and the dancing and time out for all that and hip hop mayor. You're going to hear Mayor Adams, what he had to say in his own words. And he's also hating on Rudy Giuliani. He says people are hating on him. You're going to hear what he has to say about Rudy Giuliani in just a second. So, again, I believe in the backstory to stories. And we now know why one of the arrested migrants gave photographers the one-finger salute. This is the scenario. You're going to hear part of it. The photographer asked the simple question, do you like America? And then that's when the suspect started blowing kisses at the camera, then came the one-finger salutes. The question I have is, where did they learn this behavior? How did they even know about the media? How did they learn to dislike the media? And you're going to hear them no speak English. You're going to hear this repeatedly. Listen, folks, I, I don't want to paraphrase it. I want you to listen for yourself. That's when he's blowing kisses to the cameras. What? I don't speak English. I don't speak English. You hear the mocking tone? I don't speak English. You speak English? No. No English? Español. Español? You like America? Is this how you feel about this country? So what happens? Uh, that's an unofficial perp walk. What An official perp walk is when the media department of uh, the NYPD will contact us to say we're going to walk this individual at 5 o'clock. And that's when you see them coming out at 5 o'clock and they're trying to cover their heads and the handcuffs are on and, and every station in town is there. This type of perp walk is where the still photographers are standing outside the courthouse waiting for the suspects to be released. You don't know exactly what time they're going to be released, but if you're near the courtroom, you'll get a heads up from one of the reporters inside. Sometimes photographers will do things to agitate the individual. For example, Bernie, uh, Bernie Madoff, you may recall, when the photographer pushed him in the chest and trying to get a reaction, and then Madoff uh, responded by pushing him back. But in this situation, the photographers just said, 
do do you like America? And and you you heard that you heard the tone. You heard the tone. I'm gonna play that again a bit later on. But again, I'm terribly pleased that the NYPD turned up the pressure last night on the migrant com- community. Uncover every rock as they were about to go out overnight about this same time, confiscating mopads and everything else, looking for these other individuals. They had a roll call, if you will, and this is what it sounded like. Thank you all for coming down today. Appreciate everything that all you guys are doing. A couple of days ago, we witnessed a vicious assault on our offices on 42nd Street, Broadway. 12, I'm hearing between 12 and 8 individuals kick, punch, spit on our cops. That would never happen under this administration. That's not going to happen. We're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to sit idly by and wait for this individual to turn himself in. We will scour the globe to find you if you commit any type of assault on one of our police officers. That's coming from the top leadership of the city all the way down to the police commissioner and the executive staff of this department. We will find you, we will hunt you down, no matter where you're at, we will bring you back and you're gonna answer for your acts that you committed. That being said also, we know that sometimes that they operate on scooters, unregistered scooters, and even here in ghost cars, unregistered vehicles in some of these locations. Guess what? We're gonna find them and we're gonna take them. Zero tolerance out there tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Zero tolerance. You watch that video, if you're not appalled as I am, then there's something wrong with you. You see those officers getting attacked like that, it almost feels like we're all getting attacked. And that's not something that we're gonna let happen in our city. So, it's gonna be a long night, ladies and gentlemen. And we're gonna find them. And we're gonna find them. And what's that song? Oh, happy days. Oh, happy days. That's how I feel. You heard the police as they were, and you could see in their faces, they were not playing around as they went out last night, uncovering every rock, looking for these savages. And they should continue to do it. And every moped that's not legally registered, whatever the case may be, gone. Take it. Turn up the heat. That's the way it's got to be. Frankly, that's the way it should have been from day one. In just a few minutes, we'll be talking to former NYPD officer Sal Greco live. He'll be joining us, taking your telephone calls, commenting as a former officer how he feels looking at that video. Governor Hochul declaring they should be deported. Any response to police searching for additional suspects in the Times Square attack on police? Get them all Very hard to hear, but she was on a uh, a, a subway and she says they should be uh, deported. I want you folks to listen to this report that was part of this report that was on Fox News. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants. And that attack on officers, those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. 
He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Florida Senator Marco Rubio wrote, message to America from one of the illegal immigrants who assaulted NYPD officers, walked free with no bail and heads back to a shelter funded by taxpayers. Think about that, folks. The disrespectful behavior they illustrated, they displayed, and then they're going back to a hotel, to a shelter that you are paying for. And now I understand they're not convicted of anything, but American citizens, the way the rules are written, if you are convicted of something, you cannot live in public housing in New York. That's the rules. I know some people get around it, but that's the official rule. There is no way in hell they should have been able to walk out of that courtroom and go back to a shelter. Their belongings should have been on the street, literally on the street, and threatened of arrest if they did not leave right away. Again, Sal Greco, greatly looking forward to talking to him in just a second. But Mayor Adams, I want you to hear this, and this ties in part with Sal. Uh I don't know if the mayor needs a vacation. I I don't know what's going on with my friend here. But Mayor Adams, and uh, he he tees off on Rudy Giuliani for a second. You're going to hear this. The mayor at a town hall this week says, quote, Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? That's why people are hating on me. And then compared himself to Jesus Christ. Mr. Mayor, that's not why people are hating on you. When you go around saying you're the hip-hop mayor, and when you go around saying my city, my city, and, and we don't, you know, I know you work long hours, but when you are, are talking about, written about your, your nightlife, and I understand nightlife is important, it doesn't play well, the image that, that is sent. And so you're going to hear where he complains about how David Dinkins, New York's first black mayor, was treated. And in Mayor Adams' word, Dinkins' election was the setup for the setback. And he says the setback was Rudy Giuliani. We see all of your calls from Saratoga to Jericho, Staten Island, Brooklyn, Comac. You can reach me online at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV on Twitter or X, Dominic TV on Instagram and Facebook. We'll be getting to your calls in just a second. Sal Greco will be taking your calls. He'll be joining me for about 30 minutes as soon as we get to this. I want you folks to listen to this. Listen to this. This is your mayor, the mayor of New York City. We are moving the needle forward. Is there more to do? You're darn right there is. But this committed team is getting it done. Look at this team, folks. Look at this team. Look at my, look at my deputy mayors. First deputy mayor, Sheena Wright. Deputy mayor, stand up, stand up. They need to see you. Deputy mayor, Williams Ison. Deputy mayor, Mira Josie. Deputy mayor, Amazad. Deputy mayor, Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out? 
Why they hating on me? They hating on me because those who, how many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? I went to City Hall to turn the table over. First woman police commissioner of color. First Spanish-speaking police commissioner. First Spanish-speaking uh, uh, correction com com commissioner. Go through the line of what we're doing. In two years. That's right. Because that's how we do when you're from Brownsville. And so I know that many of you may stand around and say, well, you know, Eric, we don't like this. We don't like that. We don't. I got it. I got it. I got it. That's the same thing they did to David Dinkins. Took us 30 years after what they did to David Dinkins. And who did we get after David Dinkins? Giuliani. It was a setup for a setback. That's what it was. And you know what happened with David Dinkins? They wore him down so much that black folks didn't come out to vote. Mr. Mayor, with all due respect, I am telling you as your friend, you need a vacation. Or, or you need to um, be a bit more disciplined I know, in terms of your public comments. What you just said, Mr. Mayor, is that people are hating on you because you're black. That's not why you may have one or two, but that's not why people are hating on you. People are hating on you because people feel that you're not up to the job, period. And when when we see videos on social media with you dancing with one of your deputy mayors, it sends all the wrong messages. And I'm cutting you a break. Because I didn't even include the part, Mr. Mayor, where in this same town hall, you say the deputy mayor is hitting on you. That's inappropriate, Mr. Mayor. You are the mayor of the city of New York. With all due respect, as a friend, act like it. You have got to be better than all of us. I, I just, and then to come out and play the race card like that? Listen, here's one thing I will say. And, and, and Sal, I'm about to get to you in a second. Whenever, two things I need to say. One full disclosure. So Sal Greco is joining me live. And Sal's got an issue with uh, Jimmy Rodriguez, uh, as Curtis Lewa does. Uh, Jimmy, uh, part owner, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, at the uh, club in the Bronx. Jimmy has been a friend of mine for many, many years. I understand that Sal takes exception to him. But we're going to talk about this with Sal uh, in live in just a second. And so, full disclosure, Jimmy's a friend of mine. I've been to all of Jimmy's clubs, including uh, the, the most recent one, the one that um, in the Bronx that that's uh, of, of question, the one that the mayor's been to. I haven't been there at the same time with the mayor. Um, and the second thing that, that I want to say is, Mayor Adams really does believe, he really does feel in his heart, he feels strongly that people of color don't get a fair shake. He feels that in his heart. These are some of the things that he has talked about privately, at least with me, even before becoming mayor. So th this is who he is. But 
you're not, people are not hating on you, Mr. Mayor, because you're black. They're hating on you because you're at nightclubs, you're dancing with the deputy mayor, the camera's going around you dancing with the deputy mayor. Highly inappropriate. You're at a town hall talking about she's hitting on you. I don't know if this is the same. Highly, highly, highly inappropriate. And I cut you a break. I didn't use that clip. Tonight, most journalists would have used that clip of you stating that she was hitting on you. But come on, Mr. Mayor, because you're black? No, it's because of your love of migrants, because you thought you were going to ride them all the way to the White House. And now it's blown up in your face, and it may very well destroy your career at the end of the day. That's why people are hating on you. You should have did what the county executive of Rockland did. Not on my watch. They're not coming here. That's what should have been your answer. Now, look at what we're dealing with. Police officers beat up on the street, kicked in the face by people that shouldn't even be here. And people that have such a disdain, such a disrespect for America, why we are paying all their bills. I want to bring into the program former NYPD officer Sal Greco, who's been holding on. And Sal, thank you. I want to say good morning to you. How are you? Saddam, I want to say... I want to say this to start off, you know, thank, thank you for having me on. Good evening to everybody. And, uh, Dominic, you're one of the most honorable men that I know. And, uh, I'm listening to this and I actually, I, I agree with your entire sentiment. It's like you, you hit every nail on the head with everything with, with discussing, whether it's the migrants and Eric Adams behavior, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable what's happening in New York city. Okay. So, so let's, let's, uh, let's start from the top. Uh, you're suing the NYPD. We'll we'll get to that in just a second. And you've been kind enough. Sal's going to stay with us to about uh, twelve forty-five. He'll be taking your telephone calls uh, as you call in, folks. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Number one, your former officer, uh, your brothers, uh, attacked uh, the way they were by those uh, by those. Uh, Migrants, uh, what went through your head, your head, Sal? Uh, first thing I, I saw, I, I see it really to me, for starters, the police officers themselves, they're afraid because they've been neutered on the job. They emasculated, you know, they can't. The number one thing you would do in a situation is, I mean, these guys are taking a beating, pull out your baton. But, you know, if they use the baton, what happens? Are they going to be indicted by Alvin Bragg? I mean, that's. That was, that's what really goes through my head watching that, the first instance. Second instance is, you know, these, these uh, undocumented, you know, Dominic, in my time in the NYPD, a lot of people I locked up were undocumented. They were drunk drivers. And I know how this procedure works. There's ICE detainers, you know, because of the decree from the Ed Koch administration back in the late 70s, early 80s, they don't honor these detainers. And the only way you could keep somebody right, in New York City, if they're an illegal immigrant, is a violent felony or if they were going to flee. So I have a problem with the judge because you might, you could release them or say, no, uh, you can't just release them on, on no bail because they're a flight risk. And now, am I, did I read that right, that four of them jumped on a bus to uh, California? A bus, is, is a, bus or, a bus or either a flight. We don't know if that's speculation. Uh, the department is looking into that. But, of course, as you know, they are still aggressively looking for them locally. 
Okay, so so that right there is a reason why these gentlemen that caused this incident, these illegal immigrants, these undocumented, should never have bail because they're a flight risk or they're 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 a risk to leave the state or the country, and that's exactly what they're going to do. You can't. You're basically giving the okay. Oh, you could assault my officers without a problem. And my other problem with this was, you know, the leadership now. Because you've seen that you heard Kathy Hochul say all of a sudden we're going to oh, we're going to deport people now. That that's strange because they've been coming in on the bus loads for months and nobody said anything. And the leadership could have done things like removing those mopeds that they saw for months. That I've heard people like Artie Idala say he's never recognized in the, in Midtown when they were right in front of him in his office and he came on here. He's one of Eric Adams sycophants. So you know they would do they could have done some preventive steps that led to this, but now this is a problem that now they have to face head on. And at least they're beginning to do this. But in all honesty, I think this could have been prevented. And I'm really sickened by the judge who didn't hold these people without bail using the fact that they are a flight risk. And my heart goes out for the rank and file because these guys are out there, you know, risking their lives and they're being treated like this. And it almost feels like the leadership up until now hasn't really had their back, and neither has uh, anyone, especially a city council or uh, <laughs> even in the DA's office. Sal Greco, who is now suing the NYPD, he was fired from the department. We'll get to that in just a second. And Sal's going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I, I, don't, I don't Monday morning uh, pol- quarterback police officers because I have a lot of enormous respect for what you have to put up with on the job. As somebody who's been out there uh, with 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 your com- comrades uh, in terms of a fellow officer, uh, when something like that goes down, is there is there not enough time for them to draw their weapons or pull out a taser? I mean, what, it, 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 from a police standpoint, what do you think was going through those officers' minds? In reality, Dominic, I think, it, 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 especially even the lieutenant that was there, I think they all worried about, you know, they have to use force. So they're worried about what this looks like if they actually strike them with a baton, which is 100% legal. It's an escalation of force. You can use that because you wouldn't use mace when guys are trying to kick you in the head. You obviously have a baton. You're standing there. You could use it. But, of course, if they use it, Dominic, how would this play out in the media? How would this play out on camera? Now, we have an incident that happened not too many, like not even a couple of days ago with a city councilman on a body camera, and the officer didn't even do anything wrong. And the job came out and said he didn't do anything wrong. But, of course, these councilmen and certain publications in, in, in the media and certain outlets were saying the opposite, that the officer didn't do his job, which he clearly did. So this is clearly on the mind of an officer, and it, it weighs on you, and that would weigh in the decision of not using the baton, which would have been the easiest route and how to stop them from punching and kicking him in the head. It's really disturbing watching that. I really, that's the first thing that comes to mind, because at least in my time, in my, my day here, Dominic, I had 14 years on, I would have easily used the baton. I wouldn't even think twice, because it's not going to be, if it's between me and you and you're punching me or trying to kick me in the head, I'm going to do what I have to do to protect myself and the public. Would you have drawn your weapon? You, you don't draw your weapon unless 
this person or the person attacking you has a weapon in their hand. So if that's to be a knife or higher, a bat, that's how you're trained. Although there have been cases where we saw a sergeant that uh, unfortunately shot and killed somebody who was charging at him with a bat, and then they uh, recently uh, terminated him, and he was put through a whole trial, which he was found not guilty. So once again, they train you one way, and then they backtrack when something happens and there's an incident. So this weighs on an officer's mind always in a decision. It shouldn't be because it's usually a bang-bang decision. It's usually right in a moment. That's how an officer is. You, it's hard to Monday morning quarterback the, uh, uh, an officer, but I'm telling you, Dominic, if you ask these guys, and they probably can't speak because, you know, there's a whole rule in the NYPD. If they could talk, they would tell you they didn't even think about drawing a baton because they were worried about what would happen or how would this look if they struck one of them and then it's on camera and they're going to say, oh, police brutality or whatever, whatever, whatever media narrative there would be for that. So instead, they just get kicked in the head repeatedly. Hey, Sal, I want you to do me a favor. Please stand by. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start with your telephone calls. I see Al in Yonkers has a question for Sal. Uh, Greco, former NYPD officer of the department, fire him, fired him, uh, and he's suing uh, uh, allegedly over his relationship with Roger Stone. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with your calls from Comac, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Jericho, and Yonkers. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Turn it down. Don't turn it down. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This was me. This was me last night when I saw the video of the NYPD cracking down on the migrants. Rock the boat. Turn it over. Find those suspects. Do what you do, NYPD. I want to hear this for a second. For real, folks, this was me. Don't don't turn it down yet, Tony. This was me last night.
for real, folks, this brought back to me the days of TNT of the NYPD, of the Street Crimes Unit, of when the NYPD was allowed to take no nonsense. When they hit the streets last night, I know, Tony, we got to turn it down eventually. The best part is coming up, but, but I get it. Last night, I felt like our police department, the handcuffs were off the police department. Go to every shelter, migrant shelter, do what you do. Find these animals that attack these police officers. Okay, Tony. I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you, Tony. That, that's how I literally felt last night, folks, watching the NYPD out overnight. And you could see the look in their faces that they were not playing around. Oh, you're tough, huh? You're tough when it's eight on two and the officer can't see you and you're kicking him in the face. Well, here comes the reinforcement. Deal with it. Deal with it. 10-13. 10-13. Deal with it. Tough guy. Middle finger to America. Deal with it. And get thrown out the shelter while you're at it. You figure out where you're going to sleep tonight. Tough guy. Good luck with that. Sleep on the street. I could care less where you sleep at. Anyway, we are talking with uh, Sal Greco, fired NYPD officer, and I wanted Sal's uh, perspective. Sal, I want you, can you stay with me until uh, 1 a.m. this morning? Uh, It'd be my pleasure, Dominic. Thank you, because a lot of people want to talk to you, and we're going to get into your case in just one second, but you just told me that you believe that the officers did not use further action that they could have uh, used because of fear of a vid- and a video was being made of how it would play in the media. So in the meantime, they've got to take getting kicked in the head. That's what you're telling me. Unfortunately, Dominic, I think that that is the exact scenario that happened here. And I believe also the, the officers fresh off their head in their memory is the incident with Yusef Salam, where he was pulled over by an officer that did his job. And the job did come out and say, look, we stand by the officers, everything by the book. But yet you saw the reaction that they're still trying to come after him. We don't even know if there's any CCRB because now CCRB can make, generate their own complaint. So officers are aware of this and they have to be frightened because that's basically what happens is you don't know if off of one incident, you may get indicted. You might have your career flash in front of you in front of a CCRB or, you know, technically, you know, they'll fire you just like they, like they did with me, and they make an example out of you and try to make an example out of you. Well, you gave us bad press, because that's another thing the NYPD could do. And I think that's what's on their head, Dominic, and it's a sad situation, because, you know, no one would expect this. Ten, ten years ago, this would never happen. This would never have happened. No way. And I'll tell you another thing, too, Dominic. These perpetrators, these illegal immigrants, these undocumented, ten years ago, they would have had the fear in them saying, we're not even going to attempt this, because we know what happened to us. Now there's no fear. And and you you are correct. Uh, the first call calling, coming in for you, we're talking to Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, fired uh, for uh, his uh, friendship with uh, Roger Stone. That's what he alleges. Uh, and he's suing the department now. Alan Yonkers has a question for you, Sal. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? 
Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. Uh, Sal, uh, good morning to you, Sal. Uh, Sal, I know your personal plight. Uh, you worked hard. Uh, you had many years in the police department, not far off from a pension. Uh, worked hard, I'm sure, to get through the paramilitary power stage of the police academy. And I was hoping uh, that there was some chance with the new police commissioner and the, the mayor that they would possibly uh, reinstate you to the department. Or would you say that is highly unlikely or there's a chance? Uh, thanks, uh, Al, for the question. Uh, it's really, they, it's a decision that they could technically make right now if they wanted, but uh, they don't seem to, I mean, I know a lot about, I don't know Eric Adams personally, but I know a lot of people who do. My lawyer being one of them, they go back from the late 80s, they know each other. Eric's not a guy to just right away give in. Eric has always, I mean, you can see how he is now. He, he won't ever admit defeat. I can't imagine him saying, yeah, uh, Sal, I was wrong about this. I'm going to put you back. Now, Ed Caban could do the same thing. But as you will hear in a little bit, Ed Caban is involved with his brother in this restaurant with Jimmy Rodriguez, and that's in the center of my case. So short of uh, some kind of a, a, a meaning their lawyers would tell them it's best to settle this, we're going to end up going to court, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to play out in front of a jury. Al, thank you so much uh, for the call. And so, Sal, for people that are hearing you for the very first time, in, in your words, uh, the short version, what is your story? All right, well, I was an NYPD officer for 14 years with an unblemished record, and uh, somebody in NYPD was irked that they found out I was a friend of Roger Stone's, and uh, they started a 19-month witch hunt. I went through two interrogations. Uh, they ultimately terminated me, stating I violated a rule in the patrol guide, which is the book that governs the NYPD from all ranks, including uh, police commissioner on down and civilian. And the rule states you cannot wrongfully or normally associate with someone who is reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. They were stating this is Roger Stone. They also made up a charge that was uncompensated security. That's bogus. That doesn't even exist. That's just a, uh, you know, that's just a, uh, you know, a shiny object in your face to look at. So they ultimately terminated me. Keyshawn Sewell, who was the police commissioner at this time, she agreed with their findings and said that if my uh, continued employment at NYPD was to occur, it would be detrimental to the police department due to my friendship with Roger Stone. I ended up uh, suing them uh, immediately. A couple of months later, there was an incident where they invited criminal and known uh, gang member Cardi B to the police academy, which is a secure police facility. They were all hobnobbing with her. That was uh, uh, something I amended my complaint with, and therefore it went to the court. Uh, the judge, they, they filed a motion to dismiss. The judge then uh, saw through it. He put my case through. We got past that, so now we're at the stage of discovery. And, of course, uh, Dominic, there's more because there's a whole story involving the, the nightclub I'm mentioning about. Okay, but now you know, Sal, when it gets to discovery, it's very hard to depose a mayor. And so how do you plan on getting – because the mayors, they, they get legal loopholes and they avoid it and so on. How, how can you go forward? All right. Well, so far, the highest person that I have that's going to be deposed would be Keyshawn Sewell. She was the police commissioner. No one's truly had access to that kind of discovery for a police commissioner unless it's a class action suit. This is one individual being me. The reason Eric Adams would be deposed as a witness is, number one – he came out immediately with his press conference regarding Cardi B and said, we don't discard people. 
So we don't discard people. And he said he wanted to be at the police academy. So he doesn't discard Cardi B, but he discards me. Because ultimately, he's the only person that could terminate Keyshawn Sewell at that time or any, any other police commissioner because he's the ultimate boss. Now, in my regards, though, there's a secondary incident because now we have Consafrito being in the forefront with the Jimmy Rodriguez situation. And right then and there, Eric Adams is front and center, right in the middle of this. He's pictured there. He's friends with Jimmy Rodriguez. He's, fr- he's pictured with Eddie Caban, Rich Caban, who owns technically Consafrito and has the liquor license. So he is a star witness because he knows exactly what's going on. And there's more allegations by the day that I'm hearing about this place. So he, by all means, would be, he, he, he would be a, a, a witness in this case. And your contention, I've got to take a break for the Chronicle segment in just a second, but your contention, the uh, Bronx hangout, is that unsavory characters are there and you have the mayor and, and the police commissioner that are there. That, that's your contention? That's one of the uh, that's one of the causes because again, uh, Jimmy Rodriguez is a self-admitted criminal, and also we come to find out a mob associate through uh, uh, an interview on Sit Down News. With that factor right there, the police department being there, any any member, but particularly the high-ranking uh, officers on the job, that should have been an unlawful location. So technically, they're associating with a criminal, but as we came to find out now in these articles from the city. Uh, the place has been operating illegally since day one because they've violated a court order. It's a fire trap. It's a public safety hazard. So Richard Caban right now is actively engaging in criminal activity. That's reckless endangerment. I mean, Dominic, I'm sorry if you went to this place. You might be able to assume. Anyone who's been there, I mean, you don't know what's going on. This place, this place could have, uh, you know, it's, it's an illegal structure. And they don't mind telling people that they're making money, having parties, all kind of NYPD parties. And, we have other uh, characters that go there, like Letitia James is constantly there and Carl Hasty. So besides the criminals and besides the police department, all these politicians, this is a, a crazy scenario. We, I kind of stumbled into this not knowing, but the more info came out, you realize it's, it's actually a really big deal. And there's no way Eric Adams is not a witness in this case. He is no way he could say, oh, I'm the mayor, because then how are you in the middle of this allowing this? Because ultimately... You're pictured in these pictures with Jimmy, with Eddie Caban, with Rich, and, uh, you know, the inspection part, that's going to be a whole other story because now you have the U.S. attorney in the Southern District looking at him for the inspections regarding speeding them up in the Turkish embassy when he was first mayor. And now we hear there's inspections here. They have 20 violations. Where's the shutdown? How does he still have a liquor license? And these are all questions that need to be asked. And Eric Adams is one of the people that can answer it. These are all his agencies. Well, we are chatting live to Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, talking about what happened to those hero police officers with the migrants and also his own case. He was fired by the department. He's now suing. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we're going to go to White Plains, Jericho, Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Comac. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I told you so, folks, and Trump holds a slight lead over Biden in a general election showdown. 
He's leading Biden's by four points nationally, according to a 2024 general election poll released Thursday. Support for Trump is measured at 49 percent to 45 percent of registered voters say they would back Biden in November. This is according to CNN. And what has Trump been saying about the polls? This is a comment that he made back in New Hampshire. How can my corrupt political opponent, crooked Joe Biden, put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot, but forcing me nevertheless to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus, made-up accusations and charges? That's what they're doing. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on because his attorney general charged me with something. Terrible. And then the crowd went into a chant of B. You know what the word is. So I'm looking at, we're going right back to your telephone calls for former NYPD officer Sal Greco. I'm looking at my Twitter, my ex, and Eddie B says, Dominic, with respect for you and your show, what's the basis for friendship with Eric Adams? He's inappropriate and out of control. The other mayors were bad, but he makes racist remarks to boot. What's most important is to have an administration of quality, not necessarily of color. All colors. That's what Eddie B says. So what's, before I go back to Sal, what's the basis for my friendship with uh, Mayor Adams? Like every other mayor, uh, going back to Koch, I've known them all. And in knowing them and in covering them, you, you, you develop a, uh, a personal uh, relationship. And this is the way it works with me. I can be friends with you. We can have a personal relationship. But as a journalist, if you cross that line, I'm going to be the first one taxing that. And you put the word in there. You know what the other word is. Some people say it on the air. I prefer not to say it. So I believe that I can have a professional relationship with someone and a personal relationship with someone. I've known Eric Adams for many, many years. Same thing with Ed Koch, right? So it started out, Ed Koch and I were foes. And then we ended up becoming friends and did a weekly segment on television for over 10 years. Me, him, and Al D'Amato. Same thing could be said about Rudy Giuliani. We absolutely started out as foes. But we always had respect for each other. And you see, there's a. this is why I say politics is an illusion, because there's a public side to this, and then there's a private side to this. And the private side to this is, even with Giuliani, we would go to war every day, and then he would say, Dominic, come in my office and come talk to me. Or he might call me up. I'm, I'm, I'm downstairs in the press room. I pick up the phone. It's the mayor on the phone. Literally, these are true stories. And so, you know, so some of you may not like the fact and then with, with, with Mayor Adams, full disclosure, we've partied together. We, we've, we've been uh, in, in uh, club situations. Uh, we've had conversations that men have, uh, you know. Then he went on to tell me that he was going into politics and that he was going to be mayor. De Blasio told me to sue the same thing. I don't want to eat up much more of Sal's time. And, Sal, i got to have you back soon because we just don't have enough time here. I want to go to Norman in Brooklyn. Norman, you are on the air live. We are talking with former NYPD officer Sal Greco. Norman, are you with me? 
Norman, are you there? Okay, Norman's not there. Let's go to Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Hey, Sal. Listen, I want to say one thing. A police officer should never be touched. It's a, a, a man who goes to work, has a family, goes and dedicates his life to help and save people. Now, this is a hard thing. And, Sal, with you being friends with Roger Stone is not a reason them ever to give you a problem like that. My family was all mobsters. And when I went on the job, I had to get off because it was just too much ridicule. It was terrible. Anything I did, they suspected me of. And so I know what you're going through. And the point is, be strong and fight it and keep fighting it because you're right and they're wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. Now, I actually live in Staten Island, so I love the Staten Island people. Those are my people. And, you know, you're right, Pete, because, like, look, I was friends with Roger Stone, and you might want to – I don't want to compare an apple to an orange, but at the same time when my father passed away and, and one of their goons was following me to the hospital and I had to watch my father die in front of me, Police Commissioner Shea, Police Commissioner Sewell, Police Commissioner Caban, all pictured with Jimmy Rodriguez, who now know, we know is a self-admitted criminal – and a mob associate, if we want to play apples to apples or orange to orange. But it's either here or there. This is definitely going to be litigated in court, and uh, I believe I have a strong argument. Do you believe, Sal, the city may attempt to settle as, you, uh, uh, as you're about to embark on the trial? Uh, I, I suspect the closer they get, there might be something, only because, uh, you know, really, Dominic, take a look at this, and you covered legal cases. How do you defend this? I mean, they're actively engaged in criminal activity at this place. This place is recklessly endangering lives, and it's the commissioner's, police commissioner's brother. And there's all kinds of associations going on there. And there's even more, you know, fodder because we have Letitia James and Carl Hasty. It's a whole apparatus of the Democrat Party hanging out there. And then we look at a political angle, uh, Dominic, if this was a Republican hangout, would, would, we go, would we be going through the same thing? Would, would it not have, like, their doors busted in by the FBI by now? So it's like, you know, we could play this from all different angles, but how do you say this is good and this one's bad or this one's bad and this one's good? That's the whole story of the case. It's, it's not one rule for Eric Adams, another rule for everyone else, like he stated uh, to the New York Post uh, a couple of years ago. You know, you have to be fair. It's one rule. Right. I, I, I hear you, Sal. You know, I, well, here's what I, what I want to do. We still have uh, about four minutes left. On Sunday, I don't know what your schedule is, but I want you to let me know if you can join me because I haven't had much time uh, this morning to get into your story. And it's important. Uh, and I, I feel that our listeners really want to hear from you. So I'd like you to join me on Sunday evening if you can. But you and I will talk about that privately. We have Norman back in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. Sorry, I have a phone call dropped. I don't know. The uh, wonders of, like, of uh, technology. Um, I, I, my, the question I have is, is that um, uh, it, it, to me, I don't know the details of the case, Dom, but I, I trust your instincts on this. And uh, it does sound to me that, like, Officer Greco got seriously screwed. And I was wondering if there is this is this sounds to me like political persecution, that he's being persecuted for his politics. And that very troublesome. Fair enough, Norman. What is your response to that, Sal? Norm, I'm a, I'm a, a complete agreement with you. And so are many others. Uh, this definitely sounds political. 
because you can't compare this to apples or oranges. And I understand there's a lot of strong feelings. People like Roger. I like him. Some people don't. But we don't do things on feelings. You do things based by law. And you can't apply a rule to Roger that you're not applying to, let's say, Police Commissioner Caban or Sewell, who's associating with a, you know, a mob associate technically by the book. So, you know, you are correct. And uh, I do believe it's a political persecution. Norman, thank you. Uh, thank you for the uh, for the call. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Officer Greco, you will be exonerated in due time, and you're certainly entitled to your uh, pension. But everybody knows the nail that sticks out gets hammered. It's happened to a lot of us. But I'd like to say these police used a lot of professional restraint in my eyes. What I saw is that these migrants were trying to get away. They weren't attacking the police. And I, and I think the, that they didn't use their baton on the ground. I don't know how they could even use the pepper spray. Okay, wait, 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 Russ, 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 yeah. Russ. You said they were trying to get away. Agreed. Yeah. You're, the next thing you said uh, sends my head through the roof. You said they weren't attacking the police? They were attacking in, in order to free their comrade there. I mean, they have solidarity. Listen, now it's 30000 on eight. That's why they gave money to leave town, because the police would harass them to no end. I'm just glad that the hey, officers... Hey, Russ, 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 Russ. This is not the time nor the place for your silly games. Two, two police officers viciously attacked by animals, and you're trying to weasel in a defense for them? Hey, they, are there any photos okay, of the injured you're done. police? Okay, you're, you're done. Thank you, Russ, for the call. I shouldn't have taken the call. I really shouldn't have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, Sal? Let me. You, you got 15 seconds, and Frank Morano's here. So you got your final 15 seconds here. Go ahead, please, quickly. Uh, thanks, everyone who supports me. If you want to continue supporting me, go to SalGreco.com. You can see the latest there. Twitter, at the SalGreco. Same on Instagram. And uh, shout out there to the, my favorite, the favorite son of Staten Island, my friend Frank Morano. Hopefully I'll have another cigar with him on his porch. Hey, uh, you got to come back, back up from Florida, Sal. It's ready for you. And, uh, and if you've taken some softball lessons, we'll play softball again. Uh, Sal's a great guy, but the worst softball player I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, Sal, I want you to join me on Sunday. We'll talk about that privately. Frank, we're completely out of time, but I'll be joining you for a cool. couple of minutes. Ask Frank Thank anything. you for inviting me. That's Absolutely. right. Ask Frank anything. It's coming up right after news headlines. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.